Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. mayhem this is episode 26 oh my god we made it through 65 episodes of this cartoon i am one of your hosts tf2 and mike and joining me is toon master tim hello it's another round uh-huh thankfully it's over <laughs> um yeah we, we made it to the end of season one i'm so happy that uh that we finally came to the end of the series 65 episodes uh And, I, and we still have like 40 or 30 something left to do for the He-Man show, but at least those are somewhat better than, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we've said it throughout this entire podcast, and Tim and I have said it since we finally brought the podcast back after a two-year hiatus. The theme song, and sometimes when the original, the, um, the original mask members would assemble and get the vehicle, that's really the only good thing about this show um i'm sorry ladies and gentlemen we tried to get some positive stuff and and we all three of us when optimus solo and i were doing it and now that you and i are doing it we have put some positive stuff in there but the negatives outweigh the positive like two thousand percent to negative one i just it's oh my god Mm -hmm. oh yeah by far yeah so um Normally how I set a recap show up is we have favorite, least favorite episodes, uh, favorite episodes, least favorite episodes, favorite characters, least favorite characters, and other thoughts. We can kind of do that. Um, Looking at the original episode list, I only have, let's see, one, two, three. Uh, I have like five episodes out of 65 that I absolutely loved. Um... 
the rest of them are, are just oh my god <laughs> oh my god you know um what uh what um what before i get into the the numbers which optimus solo so graciously put together for us what uh, overall thoughts on the season do you have so far just that of disappointment you know that we talked about this before um I was, this is one of those series i was very excited about purchasing when i saw the announcement that shout factory was going to be releasing the entire first season mm-hmm. um i mean they, they said it was the entire series but it's actually just the first season yeah they didn't get the rights to the other 10 episodes which is weird i don't know why mm-hmm. they couldn't do that but yeah um but hey you know at least we got this and uh, you know, had very cool packaging. If you if you got the entire uh, complete series set, you got the the nice box that uh, mm-hmm. that the two volumes of the DVD sets come in, mm-hmm. um, and then you could buy the the two volumes individually as well. But uh, you know, I mean, I I ordered it. I think I pre-ordered this one. Uh, I know I got it shortly after it came out. I was very excited about it. But um, I mean, and Shout Factory. They did an amazing job with it. I think the series looks very good. Um, they threw in a couple of bonus features on the DVDs. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, as we started going through the series, watching the episodes, I <laughs> I just struggled to get through them. Um, you know, immediately the first thing that hits you is the voice acting just isn't very good. Um, and the plots are kind of thin. And as you, you know, start to get a few episodes into it, you start to realize there's a pattern which we, we've talked about many times before. Um, but yeah, just, just overall disappointment. I was really hoping for a more exciting series, something along the lines of what the series seemed to be based off of. So, you know, something in the vein of G.I. Joe and Transformers, uh, mm-hmm. you know, something more of that caliber is what I was hoping for. Mm. Yeah, sadly we didn't. So... Optimus Solo compiled these scores for us, and he did so with his scores and my scores and with your scores and my scores. For the first half, this is um, episodes uh, 1 to 14 of the podcast for Optimus Solo. His uh, his overall for the first half was 2.79 as far as rating on the show. Uh, mine was 2.53. <laughs> uh, for the second wow. half, yeah, for the second half, yours was, this is episodes 15 to 25. Uh, this was, uh, yours was 2.37. Mine was 1.90. <laughs> wow. So that's that's the second half where I joined up basically. Right. So your yours really and, dropped significantly. And o- overall, the entire sixty-five episodes, you and Kevin tied at two point five nine for ratings. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is an overall score. Uh, my overall score was two point two three. And I actually uh, thought that mine might average out to be a bit higher because I know I did have a few threes and fours in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I know I had several ones and twos as well, which, you know, had to have brought it down. But, um, right. you know, when you when you let off there with like, you know, 2.5 and you know, 2.7, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, mine's probably going to be 
higher than that. But <laughs> yeah, there's just so many, so many bad ones that that bring it down. Even though there are a few that that kind of stand out as some fairly, you know, decent or watchable episodes, I should say. Mm-hmm. The um, worst combined rated episodes. Episode six was a one and a zero. Episode thirteen was a double zero. Episode fifteen was a zero and a one. Episode thirty-seven was a one and a zero. Episode fifty-one was a one and one. Fifty-nine was one and one, and sixty-one was one and one. So, um, Optimus Solo only was on till episode thirty-four of the cartoon, which is episode fourteen of the show. So his his ratings are only on six, thirteen, and fifteen, and then for you and I. Our worst combined are are 37, 51, 59, and 61. The best combined episode ratings are for episode 8 of the show, uh, of the cartoon show, uh, 4 and a 4, 14, 4 and a 4, 19, 4 and a 4. Um, so you and I have not had a best combined rating. <laughs> <laughs> because the show really does suck. <laughs> Um, again, thank you so much to Kevin for putting that together. Uh, what I find for my, t- like my favorite episodes, um, I'm only going to put the first one in there because it was the first one and it was the first, you know, time I remember watching the show, which is the death stone. Um, I really did like it. I thought how it set it up really well. Um, I also like Highway to Terror. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Uh, it's the one where Mask tries to retrieve a stash of plutonium that Venom plans to use to power to uh, to, to power an earthquake machine. Um, I did like Episode Five, Video Venom. Venom hypnotizes innocent people through their television sets and threatens to use them to attack a Texas oil refinery if not paid a hefty ransom. <laughs> so I liked that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the other one that I liked was um where is it here? Uh it's episode 24 of the series. This is probably my high I think this is the only one that in my knowledge that I gave a 5 to. Um was episode 24 of the series Counterclockwise Caper. Venom conducts heists of Las Vegas casinos and they do this by some magnetic suction machine or something where it sucks out all the gold out or whatever else. I really still love that, that episode. Um, there are certain moments in the rest of the series that I like, but I cannot say that, um, uh, you know, that I like any other episodes out of the original 65 I just can't. They become so monotonous and repetitive, and it's just so horrible. Um, what are some of your favorites uh, that you remember for episodes from the show? Um, there really are just a couple that I wrote down that I thought stood out. Um, one is Fog on Boulder Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one where, again, they, they did something a little bit different where they have the old lady that's driving by Boulder Hill and she needs help with her vehicle. And we we get 
more shots of Boulder Hill in this episode. Uh, Venom comes along, and the mask team deploys some fog, and that throws off the Venom vehicles. And you know, Boulder Hill transforms during the uh, the, the while they have the fog screen out, so that Venom can't uh, you know see exactly what's going on. And it, it was just fun. I mean, um, again, Venom was after. Uh, the money printing plates that were stored in the lady's car. She didn't know that they were hidden in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that was different than going after some treasure or something like that. Um, so I, I really did find that one very enjoyable. Yeah. Any others? Um, Green Nightmare, I think it was, which um, it told some of the backstory about Matt's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one where his plane went down in the jungle. Yep. So I, you know, I like that. It was one of the few times during the first season where we actually got some backstory on the characters. Um, and then I would also say that uh, that like you, I, I liked the first episode, the Death Stone. I thought mm-hmm. that one worked out nicely. Um, and again, at that point, we were not uh, tired of these, you know, no. reused plots. Yeah. No. Um, what, uh, who are some of your favorite characters from the show? Um, I, I like, uh, Rax and Vanessa a lot, and I know that they get used quite a bit during the series. Um, mm-hmm. Rax is kind of like Shipwreck from G.I. Joe in a way. Um, mainly because the voice actor portraying him, uh, is using sort of a Jack Nicholson-like impression. Mm-hmm. which I, I like. Plus, he just seems to be a strong character overall. I mean, he's he's goofy. He has all these things happen to him. I mean, it, it's where some of the slapstick comedy comes from in the episodes. He gets tossed around. Uh, he gets thrown from his vehicle a lot. Um, other Other members of the team make fun of him. But he's also not somebody who's just going to take a beating either you know he gives as good as he gets a lot of times you know he mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't take uh all his flack from miles he's he's willing to stand up for himself uh and just seems like one of the one of the stronger characters on the villain side even though we don't get a lot of backstory on him really i still think he's a fun character to watch oh absolutely um, and, and I think that uh, that he and Vanessa play well off of each other. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Um, and they are, uh, Rax and Vanessa are two of my favorites as well. Um, I like Gloria in some aspects. It just depends on what they give her to do. Um I, I do too. I think that she is. She looks like an interesting character, and sometimes she comes off as this strong female character um, that you really want to root for. But mm-hmm. then there are episodes they bring her in, and it's almost like she's not even there. I mean, there were some episodes where she was called in because you know she had an amphibious vehicle, and you know she like shows up toward the end of an episode to to rescue somebody who's drowning or something. I mean. Yeah. They, they just didn't use her very effectively a lot of times. Nope, not at all. Um, I like Alex. I think he's really cool, but his mask is a little strange. Jack Rabbit is <laughs> it. It's cool, but it's just 
I thought the whole point of the show and the whole point of the concept of wearing a mask is you don't expose your face. And if you look at his mask, his entire mouth uh, and you know beard are like the, there's a center point where he can breathe out of his mouth. And it's like uh, I thought the whole point of these things was that they had, you know, breathing machine. You know, it's Darth Vader. They have breathing machines in them. Um yeah, right. I and I I'm going to agree with you. I have him down as one of my favorite characters on the mask team. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I and I've said this uh, on earlier episodes that I I just I don't like the mask design for Alex. I don't like Jack Rabbit. That's the the, the helmet and his powers. It just I don't think it fits as well in the series as a lot of the other ones do. Yeah. Um I wish Hondo was used more. He wasn't used enough, um, especially in those later episodes. I mean, he basically disappeared, and you brought in, like, Julio and whoever else, and I, I just don't think he was used enough. Um, for characters I don't like, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll start out with the obvious three. We can see this coming, folks. <laughs> <laughs> You can see it coming a mile away. Matt Tracker, Scott Tracker, and T-Bob. They are three of the worst 80s cartoon characters ever. Um, Matt Tracker is easily the worst 80s cartoon dad. Yeah, uh, that was actually you know, uh, one of the points made on one of the bonus features on the sets. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the fans that are talking about the show, and one of them actually makes that point that he's one of the worst fathers ever. He's always sending mm-hmm. Scott off. He never knows what he's doing. He's always getting into trouble. Yep. Terrible parenting. Yeah. Just horrible parenting. Um, and then Scott and T-Bob themselves, they're just annoying. There is, I think, I think I mentioned it. It was either episode 23 or 24 of the podcast. The only time I really felt any emotion out of Scott was when he thought T-Bob was dead or something or other. Yeah. But the rest of the time, he treats T-Bob like a piece of crap. I mean, I know T-Bob is a a robot. He has no feelings. But, I mean, if this thing is supposed to be your best friend, at least be nice to the damn thing. Um, last thing we need is, you know... Uh, you know, T-1000s, you know, T-Bob turning into the T-1000 or anything like that. Um... <laughs> Rampant T-Bob just going around killing people. Yeah. Um, as far as other characters I don't like, I, I, as I said, I wish they used Dusty, Buddy, um, and uh, Hondo more. Yeah. They didn't. Uh, and even Brad. They stopped using Brad for a while, too. It's like, if you're going to have this elite group of people, why are you not using all of them? Or at least, you know, interchanging all of them throughout each episode. Like, the last, what was it, 50 or so episodes, we got, like I said, Julio, and we got somebody else, and it's like, oh, God. And if they would have stopped going to the godforsaken South American jungle, or Venezuelan jungle, or jungle in China, or jungle, it's like, oh, my God. How about having some city adventures, damn it? Oh, right. God. I mean, here here's the here's the issue is that it's it's not necessarily that they're my least favorite characters. It's like I don't think they mm-hmm. are yours. It's just that they didn't have the character development that they deserved. They I mean, yeah. We, we know that Gloria, for example, that she is into martial arts. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know that they ever actually use that in the episodes. No. Or let, let's say that um, uh, Bruce Sato, okay, he's a toy designer, so he can obviously, uh, he has some engineering background, he can invent things. When did he ever use that ingenuity in an episode to help defeat Venom? Never. Um, was it, let's see, I think it was Buddy that was the master of disguises? Mm-hmm. Um, they, he they, did use that a couple of times. They did I use that, re- yeah. Yeah. They did use that a few times and used it very effectively. Um, but yeah, for the most part, they they just didn't. And you know, that's one of the one of the downfalls of the show of the show was that they could have done that more effectively. Absolutely. Um, what are some of your least favorite characters? So, my uh, least favorite characters are basically the leads. Um, <laughs> so, so Matt and Miles are my two least favorite. I just, they're just not effective leaders, either one of them, mm-hmm. you know, Matt, he's, he's just, he's, no, oh, he's just so dry. His delivery is so dry. I just don't see him being the strong leader. Yes. He has the money. He has the, the tools, but he, I don't see him as, as being a motivator. And like I said, he can't keep track of where Scott is. Mm-hmm. So points off for that, and then yes, Miles is uh, he's he's a dirty, uh, conniving, you know, evil leader. Uh, he treats his people like crap. But uh, again, we really don't get any any development him, development with him either. You know, he's just he's just evil, and he's just out to do evil things for no apparent reason. Mm. Yep, pretty much. Um... Overall, I cannot say, as I mentioned before, the theme song, the music, some of the animation in the first 25 episodes of the series is awesome, um, but I, I just, on a whole, I cannot say anything good about the show. I, I don't know, it just... Like, don't get me wrong, you know, and I'm not confusing this. When I say I cannot say anything good about Mask, I'm specifically talking about the cartoon series. I loved the toys. The toys were amazing, and they still are. Um, So I'm not, you know, sitting here bashing the toys at all. But, like, you have, and and we've said this, you have, let's see, G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man, uh... Uh, Thundercats, Thundercats, Voltron, Silverhawks. That's at least six. Um, uh, Gem. Uh, uh, what else? Ninja uh, Turtles. Tur- Turtles. Real um, Ghostbusters. Real Ghostbusters. That's close to nine cartoon series that have very well done writing, and arguably, as you said earlier. This is probably the best concept. They took uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers and combined them. You would think that they would get better writers to write. And and I know the 80s cartoons were not continuity-driven like everything is today. But Jesus Christ. How... You know what? I, I... I really want, out of those 65 episodes, I want somebody to go back and count... How many treasure hunts Mayhem went on? Because, oh my god, 
there were way too many. It, it had to have been at least 95% of the series as treasure hunts. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that was just a recurring theme through every episode. Well, for a lot of episodes. And, yeah. you know, it, like you said, this, this had the right formula. It really did. It had, uh, you know, some interesting designs as far as the, the suits and the masks go. Mm-hmm. And the vehicles were, were really well done. Uh, Boulder Hill was nicely designed. They, they had a great design team that worked on this, on this show. Yeah. Uh, it was just putting it together with the right writers, you know, developing a good series Bible and allowing the writers to, you know, to branch out a bit and to, you know, have some freedom, have some fun with it and take it in, in some different directions rather than, you know, trying to follow this very strict formula of, okay, we've got to start out with, with mask doing something, trying to figure out this mystery and it's probably going to be in some remote location. And then we're going to have Matt call in some of the mask members who, whom he needs. And then we'll have, you know, some, some mystery and we'll kill some time with uh, Scott and T-Bob running off doing something. And then we'll come back to, um, the main, point of the episode and and probably about halfway through or maybe a little bit over we'll reveal that venom is the one behind it which we know all along and then we'll have a battle and we'll wrap it up it, yeah that was the formula um yeah. but you you said the you know the the toys were very good and and i do agree you know I, i've gone online i've looked at um, a lot of pictures of the toys i don't personally have any um in in my uh, collection of of things uh, my brother did have Thunderhawk at one point, but yeah. um, they're very cool looking toys. And you know what? They're on model with what you see on the TV show. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very nicely done. Yeah. I had uh, Thunderhawk, Raven, uh, Rhino. Um, I had Boulder Hill, the playset. Nice. Um. So, and, and this is one of those cases too, where you have uh, a TV show that is, well, it's it's developed to sell toys, um, but the toys actually were done well. There are some cartoon series where the toys, in my opinion, really weren't done very well, and and two mm-hmm. of them we've already mentioned: Silverhawks and Thundercats. <laughs> I, I think those toys, just in general, were just terrible and, and i know that uh it was a different toy company that produced them and and i well, did have know, some i'll say this about i'll say this about silverhawks and thundercats or silvercats and thunderhawks um is that uh, uh the silverhawks were a better toy design than thundercats thundercats were stout stubby figures the sort of omens that supposedly came with Lino was really like cheap, cheap plastic. Yes, the only really two great, amazing, oh my god, things that came out of the Thundercats line, and I had them both: Cat's Lair and the Thunder Tank. Right, and the Thunder Those Tank. Those were awesome, but the figures themselves, yeah, no. Um, and see, that's the cool thing about the mass toys is the figure came with the vehicle instead of this, you know, you can get this vehicle action figure sold separately. Yes. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they fit in their vehicles, too. 
Mm-hmm. Fit in the vehicles. Came with the came with the mask helmets and everything else. Um. So yeah, that's it for season one. We have ten episodes of the pod. Well, we have no, we don't have ten episodes of the podcast left. We have four episodes of the podcast left. Um, but those are going to be dedicated to the ten episodes that's called the Racing Series, season two of Mask. Uh, we're gonna take a quick ad break. Come back with our little teases for season two after this. Now for a behind-the-scenes look at GeekCast Radio Network's newest show, Talking in Circles. So, Chuck, Greg, what are you guys thinking for this week's show? Well, Dan, how about we just talk about the things that we've read or watched this week? We do reviews like that every week, Chuck. How about a game like Fact or Fiction or The Power of Names? Those are great, and we're always coming up with new ideas for games. And how about some top fives? You know how I love my top fives. What about tournament style brackets or sequel reboot and destroy who will win in a fight taking too far crazy but true news or yes it appears we have lots of things to work on listen to talking in circles taking timeless topics in new directions every tuesday on itunes or geekcastradio.com the geekcast radio network hey dan who's the guy with the creepy voice Ah, brave new world that has such putzes in it. You know, kids, a lot has changed while your old Uncle Joker's been away. New Gotham, new rules, even a new Batman. It isn't 65 years in the future, but Legends of the Dark Knight has gone beyond. Batman beyond, that is. Ah, the new boy. Ears are too long and I miss the cape, but not too shabby, not too shabby at all. Join Steve and Mike as they delve into the remaining episodes of the podcast, where they'll cover Batman Beyond, products, games, and more. Check it out only on GeekCastRadio.com. Remote Control is the new TV podcast from the GeekCast Radio Network. We'll be covering TV shows and topics from the year 2000 to whenever now is. We'll have special themed episodes entitled Pilot and Season Premieres, as well as Finishing Finales. We'll also have Season Pass episodes, where we take a look at an entire season of a TV show. Remote Control can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and www.geekcastradio.com. So tune in, because we are all remote controlled. Are you ready for more? Let's go. All right, we are back here on Mass Mayhem episode 26. And for season two, up until watching it for the podcast, I do not remember anything from these 10 episodes whatsoever. I have not, like, until Shout Factory made the announcement a number of years ago that they were putting out the DVD set. I mean, I thought about Mask, you know, in passing, but I haven't, I hadn't, up until Optimus Soul and I wanted to start this show because of the DVD set coming out and because we wanted to go back and look at it and see if it is what we remembered, it isn't. Um, you know, I hadn't thought of Mask in, well, coming up next year is its 30th anniversary, so I haven't, until we started doing this podcast, I hadn't thought of Mask in 30 years. Um, and... I remember nothing about the second season until we started watching it and I was rediscovering it and that's what we're going to be getting in 27, 28, and 29 um, of the of the podcast. And then episode 30, Optimus Solo is going to come back and the three of us are going to close out 
uh, Mass Mayhem, uh, and the podcast will be done. Um, what do you do? You have had you gone back to look at the racing season at all or anything before this? No, I really hadn't. Um, and even the original season, the first season, I I don't recall ever having seen the cartoon series growing up. Um, mm-hmm. I knew of it. I saw commercials for the toys, and obviously, like I said, my brother had the Thunderhawk. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the commercial for Rhino and wanting that toy, but I never got it. Um, so that's really the familiarity I had with it. And I had completely forgotten about the series ever having existed until um, I was watching probably some YouTube videos on like top cartoon themes from the 80s. And I was like, wow, you know, that I, I remember that, you know, I remember those toys and um, and I remember the theme song. So I don't know where I heard it. I, maybe I did watch some some episodes, but I certainly don't remember watching any when I was a kid. It's not something I would have watched regularly um, or I would have recalled it. But yeah, um, season two, I, I have no clue, really. Um, I, I've said before that being called the racing season, I kind of have this vision in my head of what that's supposed to be like and uh, <laughs> i don't know if it's going to measure up to that or not um all i all i can think of is sweet daddy d and bubba j oh look they're making a left turn they're making another left turn i wonder what's gonna happen next come back in 10 minutes you ain't gonna miss up in thing <laughs> oh god yeah oh god yeah when i first heard they were calling it the racing series um, and it's nothing like, uh, I wish mask had been more successful with this because uh, with the cartoon, because it could have been one of those jobs. I mean, don't get me wrong. When people say mobile armored strike command, you know exactly what they're talking about. Um, and you know, it's just one of those things you know because it's part of your childhood from the 80s as a child of the 80s but going back and looking into it further it's just like one of those mysteries you never want to uncover i mean it's like the alien goop stuff in the 1998 x-files film those guys should have never broken into that cave it's just one of those things just just leave it alone just let it be (laughs) Just don't even get in any trouble. Um, yeah, it, it might have been good the first time around, but leave it be. Yes, very much so. Leave it be. <laughs> well, and the thing is, you know, people remember the show. Yeah, they do. You know, it's just that it doesn't have the following that other shows do, and, and reason being that it just doesn't hold up. That yeah. when you're you know, seven or eight years old or somewhere around there, it seems like it's fun. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there, as far as I know, there aren't mass conventions like there are for other popular series from that era. No, I don't think so. Um, I know there was Power and ThunderCon, which was He-Man and Thundercats convention, uh, that was back when the 2011 series was going on for Thundercats. I don't think that convention is even going anymore with He-Man at this point. 
um, which kind of sucks. But um, but yeah, no, I don't. You know, mask at this point is something you see on like Toy Hunter with Jordan Hen uh, Henborough on on the Travel Channel. I mean, it, it is nothing. There's nothing going on with it. I I know on Twitter we have some followers. Um, I think it's called Mask the Movie. They're trying to put together. I, I would I would have to look it up and find it, but. Uh, They've been really supportive of the show, even though we were on a two-year hiatus. Um, but, you know, it just... I hate to be repetitive, folks. Uh, but, as Tim said, this show just... Animation-wise, on certain episodes, it holds up very well and it looks very awesome. Oh, yeah. But storyline-wise, this is atrocious. If I can only have a top five out of 65 total episodes for the first season, there's something wrong, folks. There's really something wrong. Um, so season two is coming up, the racing season, as I said, over episode 27, 28, 29 of the podcast. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about Demolition Duel to the Death. Um <laughs> Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Where Eagles Dare and Homeward Bound. Hmm. I didn't know Michael J. Fox and Sally Field were in this show. Um, it's a bad Disney joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of Mass Mayhem. We will catch you next time when we talk about the racing series. For now, I am TFG and Mike with Tune Master Tim. Uh, podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Illusion is the ultimate weapon.